Welcome to the Bold Money Revolution podcast. This is your source for straight-talking, no-fluff, business and high-performance conversations that add real depth and value to the way bold leaders live, work, and thrive. I'm your host, Tara Newman. I'm here to show you how to optimize your performance as a leader so that you can grow a business that is profit-rich, efficient, and allows you to generate real tangible wealth for yourself and others. We are here to help you lead with your values, to perform without overwhelm and burnout, and to do your most important work in the world. Hey there, it's Tara Newman, and I wanted to pop in here to encourage you to submit an application for the Bold Profit Academy. The Bold Profit Academy is a business building incubator and group coaching experience for service-based business owners who are ready to prioritize profit and pay themselves six figures consistently without complicated tactics. This is a program for you if you are ready to streamline the way you work so you can gain back valuable time and energy while creating your dream income. So if you are eager to grow and scale your business, but you're not able to take on any more and you're not quite sure how to do less, how to make your business more efficient, how to be more profitable, then you are going to want to submit an application for a free consultation call with me. And you're going to want to do it before July 15th, because on July 15th, our prices are going up. And I want to make sure that if price is an issue, that you're able to jump in now before we increase those prices. So head on over to the boldleadershiprevolution.com forward slash academy and book your free call with me, with me, not a representative, directly with me to support you in making the best decision for you right now. Hey, hey, bold leader. I am not Tara Newman. Your ears do not deceive you. I am Stacey Harris. I produce this podcast. And in addition to that, I help out editing some of the stuff that happens inside the Bold Profit Academy. And last month, Tara sat down with a Bold Profit Academy member, Heidi Taylor, and they had a conversation about the history of Tara's offers and how she's moved through uh, different iterations of, of her offers. It was a really incredible conversation. It's about 90 minutes long. The entire conversation is in the Bold Profit Academy, but there were 20 minutes that as I was editing it, I really, I really wanted to share with you here. And so I asked Tara if it was okay, and she said yes, and so here we are sharing today this this section of conversation. Like I said, this is about 20 minutes pulled from a larger 90-minute conversation. If you want to hear that whole conversation, it is available in the Bold Profit Academy as a part of our offer creation implementation cycle that we just wrapped up. It still lives in the on-demand training. Absolutely still available for you. If you would like to get access to this and the future implementation cycles, including our Q3 implementation cycle, which will be starting soon, head over to the boldleadershiprevolution.com slash academy. Again, that's the boldleadershiprevolution.com slash academy. And you'll find all the details to apply uh, and get any questions answered that you need to ask. And I will see you inside. Beyond that, I'm going to leave you now. Uh, We're going to jump right into the conversation with Heidi and Tara. Here it is. Let's move on to, to 2016, mm-hmm. the Bold Leadership Sisterhood. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> $97 for nine months. Still have a traumatic like wound from this one. 
Well, and this is like, I think this is what blows me away about your resiliency is that you, you know, you continue to iterate on group programs. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll explain this. Yeah. So what I, the reason why I've been so successful is I accidentally realized that I needed to focus on one offer and master that. And my one core offer for a very long time was one-on-one work. And the reason why it was one-on-one work was because it was the most bang for the buck. It actually did not deplete me or drain me. I was able to charge a good amount of money for what I did. And I had built my business on that. And then everything after that was how do I take this one-on-one result experience and then turn it into something that's more leveraged. And in the process, we had a lot of experimentation around how I would like to work, the price point that I work well at, what do I want to do? And I got to tell you that some of these experiments, they were not my focus. I had money coming in from this one on, I need to like be really clear. Yes. Because I see, I see the mistakes that people make. And one of the biggest mistakes I think people make is that they don't focus on selling an offer that is significantly priced. I call it a premium price. It could be a group. It could be one-on-one. One-on-one is honestly the easiest place to start because you need one person. You don't need a huge audience. So many of us don't have these really huge audiences to constantly be pulling from. And we need to work our way toward that. But we can always have one-on-one for a period of time. And so these experiments were on the side. A lot of these experiments were based on what I was told to do based on online business strategies, tactics. Yeah. So I, I had a coach tell me, you know, why don't you try? I see this other person. Why don't you try a $97 a month program? I mean, the other, I think the other really interesting part of this is you mentioned that your audience was asking for a lower fee option Mm -hmm. from you. Mm -hmm. And so I was really curious about that. How, this is what I imagine our, you know, your audience is, is thinking about as we're talking, like, how do you know if what people are asking for is what you should be delivering on? If it's their projections of what they need, like, you know, how have you sort of assessed when you're, when you're, you know, we're always listening to our audience. We always want to know what they're thinking, but we also have to make decisions based on what's right for our business and for ourselves. So how did you navigate that? Really? That's a challenging decision to make. Right. So seven year in Tara only listens to the clients you were paying her. (laughs) Great distinction. Okay. 2016 Tara listened to the people who wanted the results that Tara gets people, but didn't want to pay for them. And that is a real big hurdle. That's a real big disconnect to try and navigate, to get people results that people are paying top dollar for and deliver them in a $97 a month way. It's impossible. Of course, it's not going to. And so the, the breakdown, I mean, obviously there were like, I remember there being like, there's like, there were messaging breakdowns around that, but obviously it was, it was fault. It was flawed from the beginning because of the purpose. So we hear a lot. I didn't realize this. Somebody brought this to my attention that we see a lot of um, content around doing it messy. 
And I think that we want to give perfectionists the permission to not be perfect. And so we, we do it messy. I think that's the intention behind that conversation. And I like it. Listen, we all got to get started. Sometimes you do, you definitely have to do it dirty. And that's what I was doing back then. I was doing it messy, but what's far more impactful is when we do it meaningfully and anybody can do it meaningfully. This isn't like you have to be messy when you start and then transfer to being meaningful in your work. You can be meaningful from the beginning when you start to think about what is the purpose for why I'm doing this. And then, and then really checking in and making sure that purpose is in alignment with other things. And so I did not do that back then. And that was the mistake I made. And that was the lesson I learned. And I think the biggest takeaway from that is my style and the, my strengths and what I want to, how I want to work and the results I want to help people achieve cannot be done for $97 a month. I will over deliver until I'm dead on the floor. And that is what happened. I have no concept of what a $97 a month delivery looks like. It's like not in my frame of reference. It's not how I operate. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's so many things to learn from that, right? We've all, we've all been in this experience where we've listened to our audience, maybe a little too much. They get in our head. We, and we're helpers. We want, we want to offer things to people. And as you were talking, I was thinking about this thing that I read this morning that said that powerful people are purposeful. And you just basically said that to me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there has to be so much purpose behind what you're doing. And that's what really you know, gives it so much power. You're not, you're not flitting around based mm-hmm. on what three people who aren't willing to pay you right. are asking for. And I will let everybody know that a $97 price point attracts a very specific person. And that is okay. If you're somebody who's meant to deliver at $97 to those people, and you can unhook yourself from lots of stuff, that's fine. But it's often the people who are looking for the $97 thing that are the most, need the most support and need the most help and drain you of the most energy. So we try and give beginners, people who are stuck in something, this lower priced offer, but those are the people who need the most support. So do you think that you're, uh, when you're offering your podcast now, that's for your, that's for the yeah. $97 people, they get your mm-hmm. podcast and they're getting yeah. really amazing insights for yep. free, Yep, which is a beautiful thing. So, okay. So can we contrast what we just talked about this $97 offer, listening to your people in your audience, not the people paying you let's contrast that with the decision you made. So you, you did have a paying client say, Hey, Tara, do you do masterminds? So you created an offer based on that paying client. Mm-hmm. And then you did this really bold thing, which really fascinated me when I read it. And I'm very curious to hear your thoughts about your why mm-hmm. behind it. You said that you offered that mastermind that you created for this, this one person's ask. You offered it for, for no additional charge to the other people that you were already coaching, your existing clients. Tell me mm-hmm. about that. 
listen, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, so don't copy what I did. Yeah. Uh, if it resonates, try it. If not, um, so what was happening was I really wanted a group program, right? I wanted to create more leverage in my business. I only had a, enough time. Listen, plus everybody's talking about like, you know, this is how you do it. And every single time I went to sell a group offer, I wound up signing one-on-one clients because they got on a call and they said, I don't want group. I want one-on-one. So I was super frustrated. Also, this is like partially my own mindset. Mm -hmm. There's a disbelief here that I can get people results in a group. There's a disbelief happening around transferring my work into a group. And so I needed, so I saw when this woman in 2017 got on a call and was like, do you offer a mastermind? I was like, this is my invitation, right? And this is my invitation to create new evidence and to prove myself wrong. And so it felt very safe to do that in that way. And then what I was hopeful of happening was that the people would have a good experience in the group. I would be able to test my process. I would be able to put some things in place. They would be able to share that they loved this group experience that would then attract other people who wanted a group experience. And we would keep going. And then what happened was at the end of, that was 2017. Yeah. So 2018, I did it again. I charged my one-on-one rate, but I increased the number of group calls and decreased the number of one-on-one calls. Yeah. So I was still selling one-on-one with a group, but I was starting to shift the balance and continue to test it. And it wasn't until 2019 that I switched from selling one-on-one to it being a mastermind with one-on-one. Yeah. Because I had tested, I had experimented, I was starting to talk about it and share about it. And it listen, I'm a slow mover. So I'm actually a quick start on the Colby but I'm um, five on the fact finder. So I temper myself real well. Yeah, nice. So, okay, I'm, I'm imagining through this experience, it, it's, it sounds so smart and bold to do it in that way, right? Lots of pluses to, to sort of iterate in this way. It's, and it feels safer mm-hmm. in a sense, right? You're gathering people who already trust you. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how that has informed because so 2018, the brave society was born. Yep. Which is a very different offering than a high level one-on-one or I'm sorry, you know, mastermind offering. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about, sorry, I, I don't know if context switching works here, but in a sense it is a context switch because you're having, you know, in this high-end mastermind, it's a different kind of experience you're offering than the brave society. This is like one of my most wonderfully failed and reiterated experiments, the Brave Society. So in 2018, it's June, I'm sitting at breakfast with my dad and he is off his rocker. My dad, I consider him a mentor. He's a longtime business owner. He retired. He started another business. I talk a lot about my dad. So 
after he gets done grilling me, his only concern for me, my first like three years in business until I implemented profit first was, was I saving enough for taxes? Cause he had a friend who, who got in trouble that way. And that like his, his frame of reference. So like every time we would hang out, he would be like, are you saving for your taxes? And I'm like, yes, I'm saving for my taxes. Right. And then like his, and then he goes into like, there's a recession coming, you know, the economy is not going to be doing well. And this is like June, 2018. And I'm like, He's like, you got you to gotta start reading, you know, the papers and the this and the that and make sure you're following people who are talking about the economy. And I'm like, okay, dad, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, you're really freaking me out. Can we just move on to something else? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, I heard what he said and I did some research and I was tracking the economy and I said, okay, so if we wind up with a recessive economy, which I was predicting would happen in 2019, women business owners are going to need a place where they can continue learning and growing and developing themselves, but at a reduced price point. And okay, I knew $97 wasn't going to work and I learned some things and we'll do try it this way. And what I conceptualize is very obviously different than what it is today. But the point was, was to give women the things that I needed when my husband and I were going through the great recession. Yeah needed community. We needed to learn how to be self-reflective, how to identify problems, how to make continuous improvements in ourselves and our business. And so this, this yeah. c- container with the CEO debrief, where we teach women how to really be in a feedback loop and move from insight to action was born. So that's, that's the brave society. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's where it started. Yeah. Okay. So if we stay here for a second, tell me about, I'm thinking about the people who are listening to this and watching and saying, okay, I want another stream of income. I see Tara's point about the recession. I see how valuable it would be to have an offering like this. What, what kind of guidance would you give them as they're thinking this through, knowing what you know now? Right. So the first thing I want to share is that whenever I create offers, I try to make them as unique as possible, but also that people will understand what it is. And that's actually one of my biggest challenges is because I do make things unique and because I have a unique skill set, sometimes they're not always easily understood by others. And it takes me a while to message and communicate what something actually is in a language that other people can understand it. So I know that's like one of my my red flags and my weaknesses. So the wonderfully failed experiment is that in 2020, when we had a recessive economy, when the world was on fire, when crisis struck, it was easier for me to sell a $24,000 coaching package than it was the Brave Society, which was at $250 a month at the time. So uh, I'm just wondering, I'm going to press you a little bit about about guidance for for someone that's trying to figure out, okay, I know I need another stream of income. I know there's some people in my world that could probably use a group experience. What would you, where would you have them look first? Inside, outside, you know? Inside. Okay. Inside. I would listen to what your clients are saying you know, what are, what's the next step for them? And I would look at it from that perspective, like work with what you already have. So listen, there's lots of different ways to teach people to sell. There's lots of different ways to teach people to generate leads. I personally am organic, warm, hot leads. Yeah. 
right? So I always go organic, I go warm, I go hot. It's too much effort to try and control the mass amount of cold leads you're going to get. And it, it works sometimes and it works to a point and it has a place. But for me, I always start with where can I make money now? What yeah. do people need who I'm already working with need right now? Woman gets on the phone with me. I want to work with you one-on-one. Is there a mastermind component to this? She's ready to pay me. Yeah. As you're saying that, I'm, I'm immediately thinking about the, the whole internet tells us like, you know, just sell the thing and then create it later. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think you're different than other people in that, you know, you have a lot of experience coming from corporate. You have designed programs before. If somebody has never designed a program before, you know, I think holding a a space for a group and delivering it in certainly in the way that you're delivering it now takes a lot of skill set and experience. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I'm sort of answering my own question here, but knowing what your skill set going in and how you're going to sell that offer, I think is probably incredibly important. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think creating also group programs aren't for everybody to deliver. Maybe you don't want to right. offer a group program. Maybe you want to do a series of workshops. Maybe you want to do a group intensive experience. There's other ways to leverage that than having than doing something that doesn't feel good or work for you. And there are very specific reasons why personal internal reasons why my programs are the way they are, even regarding pricing. I can get away with charging certain prices in certain places because I have other streams of income that people might not even see or realize, or because I'm running my business in a way that's incredibly financially profitable and, and lean, and I don't have a lot of you know, other costs. So I have flexibility in how I'm pricing things. So I think looking at what other people are doing is really dangerous And I think that there's a lot more thought that needs to go into these things. And I understand that we can get paralyzed in thought. And some of us are real overthinkers, but we need a process to be able to think and move to action and not make one or the other bad or wrong. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong. And there's also nothing wrong with with experimenting and throwing something out there. And you don't want to completely design something in its totality totality before you've delivered it and worked through it until you get to a certain point where that no longer works. Like I did that the first whole handful of years, we would sell a concept and then, and we would have a frame around it, but then we would build it out as it goes. However, that doesn't work with my brain. I need structure. I need to know what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, what is expected of me to deliver. Yeah. And my, I need that. And so there's a cost to me needing that and I'm okay because that's how I show up best. Yeah. But that that's not everybody. Right. So I mean that that comes back to this this guidance which can feel frustrating to hear but is so true is you've got to listen to yourself first. Right. I feel like, you, you know, you, you've been listening to yourself and you look, you look at your body of work before you started coaching, you know, and all of that comes into the way you're delivering what you deliver now. And it's frustrating and it's time consuming and right. it's muddy right. 
And it's not easy. I don't know what to tell anybody. Everybody's looking for a quick fix and an easy solution. And like, if there's one thing you take away from this, it's just like, put one foot in front of the other, try something, figure out what works, ditch what doesn't, try it again, iterate. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, I feel like that is written throughout the timeline of your business for sure. Well, that's critical thinking. That's how you think critically about things. A quick reminder before I let you go, this is the small snippet of a larger conversation. If you want to hear the rest of the conversation between Heidi and Tara about the process and history of Tara's offers, a great time to join us is right now. If you are looking to improve your sales in the second half of 2021, these implementation cycles are really, really incredible. I highly recommend come on over and you join us at the boldleadershiprevolution.com slash academy. You can submit your application there and get all set up, get any questions answered that you need to have answered and join us. So again, that's the boldleadershiprevolution.com slash academy. And I will see you in there. If you've found this podcast valuable, help us develop more bold leaders in the world by sharing this episode with your friends, colleagues, and other bold leaders. Also, if you haven't done so already, please leave a review. I consider reviews like podcast currency, and it's the one thing you can do to help us out here at the Bold Leadership Revolution HQ. We would be so grateful for it. Special thanks goes to Stacey Harris from Uncommonly More, who is the producer and editor of this podcast. Go check them out for all your digital marketing and content creation needs. Be sure to tune into the next episode to help you embrace your ambition and leave the grind behind.